The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. It's uh, it's Wednesday, July twenty seventh, two thousand twenty two. Oh, time has no meaning anymore. <laughs> this is pro wrestling unscripted here on the Podzilla nineteen eighty five network. My name is. Hold on, let me try it again. My name is Shannon Young. I am Mister One Hundred. Uh, you could also call me Shannon Two Cats or the Remedy. We go back to the Remedy. Yes. With yes. me, of course, we've got the original general manager of Cape Championship Wrestling, the host of The Fix on Real Rock 99.3, the uh, creator and host of The Inquest on Podzilla 1985, my good friend, Double H. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm currently feeding the internal maddening amusement, so... Hunter, <laughs> I, don't like, have the, I don't have the patience... Yeah. I don't have the patience to respect your opinion right now. Okay? Just, you, you just can't sanction my buffoonery is what it is. I, ju- I just, it's, <laughs> I, I identify with Bjorn on a personal level. Anyway, so this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted, where we're going to talk about wrestling. Uh, this week, we we have one major topic, and we're holding off on the things we hate in wrestling. Because, you know, Hunter, as you, as you well know, that over there on the Superior Wrestling Podcast... Um, the nerdiest part of the ring, they 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 bring out a the power of positivity when they start their show off, and of course uh, yes. that's Ace and Dalton. We absolutely Correct. demand you go listen to them every uh, Thursday night uh, with mm-hmm. wrestling news over here on PZ eighty five on Pro Wrestling Inscripted, the original wrestling podcast. Yeah, we're the first one that ever did wrestling podcast that's ever. It. There was no one before us. We were like, you know what we should do? You know, no you know what somebody this. should do? Yeah, nobody's talking about this. No thing. one's talking about and wrestling we should online. Get out. We should get out ahead of it. Yes. So we've been doing this show now for 22 years before yes. the internet was even yes. really available. Uh, yeah. No. No. Was... No. My God. 22 years would have been the year 2000. Oh, my God. I want to die. Oh, anyway. you know what was terrifying? You said 22 years, and I was going to make a joke like I was six, and I'm like, nope, I was 15. <laughs> oh. Oh, God, that hurts. Oh, I'm sipping on whiskey tonight for the first time in weeks. Why do you hurt me in this way? (laughs) I'm going to need it tonight. All right, so we're skipping the things we hate this week because it's actually going to tie into our main story tonight. But before we get to the main story, and you know what it is, it's what everyone's talking about. We're going to be talking about Vince McMahon. The show is going to be dedicated to Vince McMahon, except we do have a couple of news and notes that we want to talk about first, Hunter. Yeah, just a couple of I said minor, and I don't like to call them minor things because I feel like that 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 diminishes them. But it's again, we've been using the comparison to last week tonight with John Oliver. It's time for a quick recap, and then we'll get to our main story tonight. So the quick recap: um, two things that I, th- I think need discussing. One of which uh, is ROH's Death Before Dishonor. Right? We got to talk a little bit about that show. Uh, it was a great show by by all accounts. There were a lot of great matches. The Briscoes and FTR put on an absolute classic uh, clinic, but. Jonathan Gresham, who yeah. is now the former ROH world champion, dropped it to Claudio Castagnoli. Right. Nice big moment for Claudio, right? Uh, arguably his first world title, um, a huge, you know, I don't want to call it comeback, but a huge moment for him having left WWE and making this great success of himself outside of there once again. 
Uh, but Jonathan Gresham, on the other hand, is a whole different story. All right. the reports say that uh, before the show, he and Tony Khan basically had it out backstage uh, such that security could hear them yelling at each other, that uh, Gresham was cursing at, at Tony Khan. He was upset over the uh, communication, basically the lines of communication. He does not like the way, again, all allegedly, reportedly, that uh, himself and ROH effectively have been treated, that the ROH world title has been treated. Um, he was upset about the direction of creative, and evidently they they did not come to any kind of agreement. Uh, Gresham did the job. He went out, he dropped the belt, and immediately after that show requested his release from ROH slash AEW. Uh, and ever since... Excuse me, that happened. He has been extremely vocal just about all of these things. And then the way things are going, the way he's perceived, uh, one thing that he was quoted as, as talking about earlier on this week is um, there's always a racial element to, to professional wrestling somewhere in some way. Um, one thing he pointed out was, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but basically, you know, when a white guy is on top, it's enough for him to just be world champion. But a black guy can't do that. He's got to have a gimmick. He can't just be a good wrestler. Like, why can't a black man not just be a good wrestler? And that's his gimmick. Because effectively, that is Jonathan Grisham's, uh, Grisham's gimmick. That's what he, Grisham, I keep saying it wrong. Uh, that's what he does. And I, I have to imagine those two things are connected. I know there were reports that he didn't want to turn heel. Mm -hmm. um, he was not interested in, in doing that. He thought he worked better as a babyface. Uh, so it's all just kind of a mess over there with all of that. I don't know about you. I have not seen the actual matches. I've heard nothing but good things about them, but Same. this has kind of become the big story coming out of that you know, um, pay-per-view. Oh yeah, it is still a pay-per-view, not a premium live event. That's, that's just over WWE. WWE. Yeah. So one, <laughs> one thing that always gets me with professional wrestling and professional wrestlers, and I still don't know where I stand on it, is when you have a professional wrestler who gets upset with management and says, I don't like the direction you're taking me and my character. Here's how I think it should be. Because on the one hand, I agree that you should have input on your character because it's so closely tied to who you are. But at the same time, sure. you're you're basically an actor. You're a sports actor. So it, it always kills me when you have management telling you, hey, I want you to do this. And you go, well, I don't want to do that. And then you get in a, sh a shouting match and all that. Um, whenever you sign a contract, whenever you are employed by these companies, you do what they tell you to do. That is the point of a contract is that you, you are told what to do and you do it. So it, on one hand, I always, it, it always just strikes me as odd when you hear, Oh, he didn't want to turn heel. He thinks he works better as this. Cause it doesn't really matter what he thinks. What matters is what his boss tells him to do. But on the other hand, because wrestling is not like any other industry in the world, there is a right. real level of intimacy between who you are and the character you portray. I can see why you would get frustrated with the way you're being portrayed. And throw sure. in the, the second element that I can't touch of what it's like to be a black man in the wrestling world, I have no idea. I will never understand sure. that. So I'm right, sure neither of us will. Right. He comes at this from a completely different standpoint than I do. So I can't fault the man yeah. for it. Um, but I think this is really showing that, you know, Tony Khan and AEW for the longest time had this reputation of being this is where you want to go to work. This is so laid back and easy. We have so much control over mm -hmm. everything. The 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 cracks in the armor have been showing. 
And one place that they really, really have dropped the ball is with their talent management. You can ask our good friend, legit good friend Marco about that. Yeah, communication. I know uh, this was something that was mentioned just to pop in here briefly uh, in relation to that. You know, Gresham's big complaint was, again, communication from management about what's going on because Tony Khan has. And and to be fair, he's got a chain of command set up. And in any business, you know, even with with sports entertainment or wrestling being so unique, uh, you still have to have that chain of command. You've got to have people in charge of people so that you can move things you know up the pipeline and down the pipeline is necessary right, right. but uh, again gresham was very frustrated with the fact that he wouldn't even get to talk to tony supposedly uh until a couple hours before the show when he wanted to speak you know days and weeks in advance um and like you said marco is another person who has experienced this joey janela has said joey a couple janela. of times that this was a big part of the problem with him there in, in AEW. And like you said i think i think if there's one big uh crack in the armor that we're seeing if there's one big open wound this might be it. This might be the problem is that they really have a lot of talent under contract right now. We wondered when that was going to become a problem. Yep. It seems like this might be that. Or at the that very might least, be where the problem is happening. Or at the very least, it's becoming more, they're becoming more vocal about it. The people that are right. on the opposite, on the bad side of that. And yeah, like yeah. I, I kind of feel bad for Tony Khan and for AEW in a way because they're, they have been built up as this paragon of virtue of this heavenly place for so long sure. that you forget that they're regular people they're normal people it's a company like any other their their tv hasn't been as engaging lately their characters haven't been as interesting ratings are are kind of questionable uh they haven't really built much of an audience since they debuted so that whole oh this is the the next level of professional wrestling is really starting to crumble and now you have the news about Vince McMahon retiring and the big question WWE is hotter than it's ever been right now because everyone's going what's going to happen how is it going to change what Vince McMahon is going again we're going to talk about that a little bit later because it is probably the biggest wrestling news stories we've we've ever covered here on the show yeah um but I, I again I kind of feel bad for Tony Khan and AEW because they are fighting a losing battle they will never win in the public eye because they're held to such a high standard and kind of an unfair high standard. But at the same time, if you've got a dude yelling at you backstage because he can't talk to you, you know, and you're supposed to be available, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on a, on a totally unrelated note, the only other thing I really wanted to make mention of before, <laughs> oh God, it's been a um, oh. <laughs> take a minute yeah. before we get in, into the main event here is um, SummerSlam, of course, is happening this Sunday um, in in Nashville, Tennessee. No, sa- uh, Saturday. Sorry, it is Saturday night. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. It's it Saturday. Saturday night. <laughs> it is this time uh, in Nashville. And one big change happened over the course of the day today. Earlier this week, uh, this week, last week, recently, it was announced that Seth Rollins would be facing Riddle uh, at that event. That match is now not happening. Now, WWE initially reported it. Yes. So WWE initially reported that Riddle had suffered a brachial plexus injury, which is effectively a stinger. When you hear about a stinger, that's what it is. Um, All signs are pointing to this not actually being the case, which is what makes this story even a little stranger. He's not injured at all. Riddle isn't injured at all. The the backstage scuttlebutt, the reports, you know, the dirt sheets, whatever you want to call it, says that there is like a change in creative happening, which of course we know quite literally is happening, something we're going to talk about momentarily, and they don't want to put that match on yet. So they are doing the fake injury. Riddle is still, uh, Riddle and Rollins both, I think, are still, I know Rollins for sure, actually, uh, is still slated to do media in, in Nashville and then around Tennessee later this week. Um, and then this match is being held off until Clash at the Castle in September, which is that big event that's happening uh, in the in the or not the UK but overseas um, at that time. So 
what the, the last little bit of this this puzzle that comes into play today, which is kind of interesting, is that Seth Rollins. I don't want to say breaks character, but it does kind of feel like he breaks character. He goes on Twitter and he tweets out, you know, I've been busting my ass basically for the past six months to get onto this show uh, to do my best for you. There are some things that just happen that are out of your control. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm i making as much noise as I can and so are you. I hope that they hear us, basically. Like, it's a very babyface kind of tweet from a guy who is not a face right now. Triple H on Twitter responds directly I hear you Ooh. and leaves it at that. Oh, so that's uh, uh, my initial response was, Oh shit, he's going to step in, which he has done in the past and, and be the one to, to have a match. No, he's not. He Triple H is not having any more matches. Yeah. He's not in a position to do that from a health standpoint. So what that means could be a lot of things. It could just be a nice little moment online that leads to actually nothing at the show. Uh, it could be that they do something at the show, give Rollins an opponent, a mystery opponent. They build it up on SmackDown. I don't know. MJF. Um, oh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So it's it's a whole lot of a lot of little weirdness. Um, on the one hand, I, I I'm a little frustrated with you know taking the match away there in the eleventh hour. I mean, yeah, I know they've got a show Friday, but we're right the last Raw before SummerSlam was already aired. Um, with a big, angle. especially when. Well, yeah. and, and then that's the thing. The whole, oh, we're going to hold it off until Clash at the Castle. Why can't you just do it twice? Is, is it so critical this match only happens one time? Yeah, I mean. Like, what's on. happening in it? I mean, come on. I've seen, I've literally watched the uh, Street Profits wrestle the Usos every week for the past seven years. So yes. don't tell me that you yeah. can't put well, the match on now, twice. Well, now, let's not be hyperbolic. The Viking Raiders had about 16 matches with them in there, too. The new uh, vicious Viking Raiders. The new, well, no, that's only new now, and they're vicious <laughs> now, anyway. But yeah, seriously, I th- this whole thing is a, is a weird little debacle that just kind of plopped down in the middle of everything else today. And I thought, well, that's worth mentioning, at well, least. So basically, be aware, you know, come Saturday... We really don't know what we're getting when it comes to Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. In my opinion, like Peggy Hill would say, in my humble opinion, I don't think there's no way that that Triple H does not come out at SummerSlam, maybe even open the show, and yeah. you know soak in the cheers. I mean, because every, everyone knows what's going on. For the most part, a lot of people know what's going on. Maybe not everybody, yeah. but I mean, the, it's spread like wildfire. So I think Triple H comes out, and I could very much see him mentioning this and giving Seth Rollins an opponent. My thing is... Who would it be? Who who could they get that would be yeah. a caliber of Seth Rollins at this show? My first instinct was, you know, I said MJF. I don't think that's a reality, obviously, but maybe John yeah. Cena. Maybe uh, you know, there there are any number of people. Maybe someone that's been held yeah. off the show. Edge. You know, I'm, I mean, it could go in a lot Edge of ways. Would be a good one. Um, although he's so embroiled in that whole Judgment Day thing, I think it might take away a little <laughs> he's bit the of darkness. the. Easy now. It might take away a little bit of the impact there because he's very clearly coming back and going after them. Um, I I started trying to think of people from Nashville who are reasonable like possibilities. It's not Jeff Jarrett because yeah, Jeff already Jarrett's already show. doing something at the show. Right. He's the the special guest ref um, for the for the Street Profits and Usos tag title match. Um, I, I got I don't know why I got nothing, man. I feel like there's got to be somebody else from around there that would be like I don't know Lawler. Like could they get no. Lawler? Is he busy? No. Like, maybe he's going to turn. To, he's going to turn to dust at some point if they keep doing this. Like, <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. I think Jerry Lawler is a uh, legendary talent, but I want to see somebody sure somebody new or somebody we haven't seen in a while. Like I said, I'm trying to think who yeah. Bray Wyatt. Oh my God! Imagine Bray Wyatt comes back at SummerSlam. Yeah. 
with that would uh, be huge. That would especially be against Seth Rollins. He does have a history. good history with him. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that match ruined him. I think the, that's. I think that's it. I'm going. I'm, I'm going with that one. That's that's. My, I don't want to call it my prediction, but I'm. Uh, that's my new hope. I'll that's, never. That's, that's my Star Wars episode four for this match. It's I'll, a new hope. That that is probably my most insane bat shit. That'll never happen thing. It reminds me of, and I don't remember the exact angle. Dalton Dalton will probably message me and tell me. But we were doing a preview show years ago. And Dalton tried to convince Asa and I about like Roman Reigns doing a double turn in the same night within the same segment, and I I think that was it. I remember Asa just being like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> that's that's how I feel. Me saying Bray Wyatt's gonna show up, but yeah, I, I'm I'm interested. Like I said, WWE is hot right now. Even uh, day old Dave Meltzer, Uncle Dave, is talking about how uh-huh. WWE is so much hotter than AEW right now out of the Vince McMahon stuff. Maybe not for the best reasons yeah. though. As a little story, I want to add on real quick that I just read this that apparently there is a new law firm uh glancy prongay and murray which is the leading securities fraud law firm announces they're investigating the world uh the world wrestling entertainment on behalf of investors because of the vince mcmahon hush money as you know mm-hmm. it's gotten worse so now wwe for all the hype that they're getting right now legally are fucked and unfortunately vince yeah. mcmahon can't have the vince mcmahon can't have legal sign an nda after getting fucked so <laughs> No, they issued them. They so issued I mean, the NDAs. we should we should we should get to it, right? We should just jump into the. Hunter, jump, let's just jump into it. Hunter, I want to tell you something real quick. Yeah, tell me. I want to tell you. Come on. here, come here. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm coming in. I, in all the years I've watched professional wrestling, and I've been watching it since I was a kid, <laughs> I never thought I would see the day when Vincent Kennedy McMahon was not in charge of WWE. The old, the old adage goes, he he he'll retire when he's dead. I said it on this show last week. We yeah. talked about it then, and I quite literally, like, very much right at the end of the show, said Vince McMahon will never retire from WWE until nope. he's dead. He's not going to leave. We were in that mentality of <laughs> nothing's going to happen to him. He's yeah. going to get away from all of this, other than just you know, oh, okay, I'll step to the side until it's all blown over, and then I'll come back. That was it. And then, so so quickly, just as as a as a reminder. Uh, it's the Wall Street Journal that started the investigation that revealed these payouts to women. They were claiming this uh, sexual misconduct and infidelity. Someone dropped the, someone dropped the dime on him. Someone yes, dropped fourteen point six million dollars of what are now being referred to as previously unrecorded expenses. See, here's the here's the trick. You can you can be a piece of shit. You just can't defraud the shareholders, you idiot. Right. You can't. <laughs> well, Hunter, he used keep, to be a piece of shit, and he still is. <laughs> he, he gets the sloppy steaks right at his desk. Yeah. No, I, I I keep seeing, I've seen a couple of variations of this, and I love it. It's from Community, and it's it's um uh, not Annie, Britta. It's uh, Britta and Shirley talking about something. I forget what they're talking about in the show, but I know she mentions like racism, and that's where the joke comes from. So the new one is Britta is the WWE logo, and she says, I can excuse a lot of things. Uh, and what is it? I can excuse a lot of things, including like sexual misconduct, but I can't excuse you defrauding the shareholders. And then Shirley just goes, you can excuse sexual misconduct? Like... <laughs> And that's what it and was. I mean, in the corporate world, yeah. yes, that's what we were getting. It was him stepping aside briefly, quietly. Things will be handled. We'll get it taken care of. Everybody gets a bunch more money, and then we go back to the status quo. We all knew that's what was going to happen until suddenly until. you come to find out the money is coming from uh, the money's coming from inside the house, <laughs> and it's not going into the records where it's supposed to be. Yeah. So, oh, what a nightmare! What a PR that and legal nightmare. 
Oh, that happens, and then the the bombshell drops last Friday. Vince McMahon tweets. I, I'm not convinced he wrote any of this. I'm not convinced he ever wrote any of his own tweets. Um, that at 77 years old, it's time for him to retire. The bomb drops early in the day, and this just leads to all of these little chain reactions. So that same day, before that happened, Triple H had already been uh, announced as returning back to the company and that he was going to take over head of talent relations again. This is John Laurinaitis leaving. We knew that was going to happen anyway. Thank he Christ. was going to be this. Yes, he was going to be the scapegoat. In fact, we thought that was really part of the Vince McMahon plan was that Laurinaitis takes the heat for everything and sooner or later Vince just kind of edges his way back in. Not long after that, Triple H also now is named head of creative. Bruce Thank Pritchard God. doing <laughs> yes, Bruce Pritchard is doing something else. He's apparently not out. Um, he he's floating around the company there somewhere. But yeah, no, he the last thing he needs to be is in charge of creative. Uh, it's very much rumored that uh, is it Kevin Kevin Dunn Kevin Dunn Kevin Dunn is probably not going to be around much longer. He Bucky and uh, he doesn't get along with yeah Bucked, <laughs> Bucky Beaver motherfucker as Jim Cornette would say. He doesn't get along with Triple H or Stephanie, so uh, I know you can just add a third to thank Christ onto that yeah. because that's yet another. You know, he's the he's the one that is in charge of the shaky cam, the jumpy cuts. He's all the one, over the place. He's the one that wants the. I mean, Lauren Ida too, but he wants the girls with the bigger boobies. They got to have big and boobies. He, He's the one who, if you want the probably the most egregious example of his poor camera work or his poor direction, because he's not the one manning the camera. Look at AJ Styles' debut at the Royal Rumble. If he's the one who orders the yeah. He's the one who orders the cut to Roman Reigns in the ring, reacting to AJ Styles appearing. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It, so Kevin Dunn, Bruce Pritchard, and John Laurinaitis were like the unholy trinity. Pritchard yes. less so than the other two. Uh, I just don't yeah. think he's great at what he does, but he wasn't egregious. No. But the other two, no. I mean. I I'm just so glad they're gone, and I really feel like unless this is some real deep ploy by Vince McMahon to shadow puppet this thing, that this could be the best thing that ever happened to WWE, at least since the so, late '90s. That's the big rumor is that, or the, the the big you know word is that Vince is never ever going to be completely out of this. So for the record, <clears throat> he currently holds no executive title in WWE. He has no business relation to them except for the fact that, remember, they are a publicly traded company. If I remember correctly, he owns approximately, I know he's a majority shareholder. If I read correctly, it was approximately 80% of the company is in his pocket from that that standpoint. So you have to remember that he they do still, in some way, form, or fashion, have to keep him happy because he's the shareholder. Like that's Those are the people that, when you're a publicly traded company, they're the ones who are keeping your stuff going. Um so do I think it will be marketed to him to some degree? It's always going to have to be as, as long as he holds that stock. So, But I, I technically, think he does not have a backstage influence. I think it is important to note that uh, McMahon, upon retiring, did forfeit almost half of the stock that he has. So he, for, he forfeited at $0, 38,519 shares. Now, he still has, wow. has 69,000 157 uh, shares. So yeah. he, he is still... I wonder what percentage that is of the company of total. I, am I, also I don't know what that number that. is. Yeah. He's got to be a majority shareholder, though. I, can ima- I can't imagine that he's not among the people who are in the upper echelon of oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, owning over over 50%. But, but again, like you um, said, he's a stockholder. He's an investor <clears throat> at this point. He, right. he has no clout. He has no say-so. And goddamn, yeah. I hope they keep it that way because I think putting Triple H yeah. legitimately, and I'm being completely legitimate, Triple H in, tar- in charge of creative... Uh, 
also a talent relation, relations. Stephanie McMahon in charge of the company. Nick Khan in yeah. charge of the company with her. Im- that is important a to dream note. team. That last one is a weird little one, and this is just a little footnote I want to add to it. So Stephanie and Nick Khan have been named co-CEOs of WWE. For the record, according to like like financial analysts and people who were in that that you know world, this is not normal for yeah. a company this big. Is not normal to have co-CEOs, and typically, if they do, they're family. It's people who are related, uh, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, it's been reported that Stephanie and, and Nick Khan are not necessarily like friends, but they're not enemies either. They're not close. Basically, right. this is it, well, it's nothing business. that would normally lead to them being co-CEOs, but they're also not enemies and they get along. So it is an odd pairing in the sense that, or it's a, it's an odd um, not pairing. It's an odd setup. It's not a normal thing to have co-CEOs like this, but at the same time, they don't expect there to be any problems because they seem to be working just fine. And I, so. I, I think having, you know, Stephanie McMahon, she's not the best businessman because she's not, you know, she's she's not a businessman. That's that, not her world. That's not her world. But that's right. Nick Khan's world. Nick Khan, you know, yes. for all the shit I, I've said about him, is like a businessman through and through, better than Vince yeah. McMahon was. Uh, Stephanie McMahon knows the business. She grew up in it. She she yeah. is aware of how things work. So I think having them work together is fantastic. I've also heard that uh, Stephanie and Paul Heyman have a great relationship. So Paul Heyman uh-huh. could be could be more you know involved with creative, possibly even. Yes. Uh, again, I think. Assuming Vince McMahon legitimately stays retired, which again is mind blowing to say, and we kind of take it for granted because it's like, okay, we've been doing this a long time. We cover a lot of wrestling stories. News right. is news. This is what we do. We report it. But as fans, to think that Vince McMahon is gone, you know, it almost feels like he's dead right now. Um, oh yeah. But with him, well, out that's of WWE. That's just, one of the things. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna sorry. say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say with with him out of WWE, like it's been stale for so long. They've made so many mistakes, so many sure. questionable decisions. This is their chance. To, to to take back the power from AEW. They're yeah. hot. They're on a hot streak. The only thing that I could see yeah. derailing them is, A, if Vince McMahon is a shadow master, which, please God, no. Fucking let him yeah. fucking fuck off into the sunset and fuck himself. <laughs> um, or they are dragged through the ground legally because of what Vince McMahon did. Well, and and again, doing what happened here, let's, let's be honest. Um, something that we need to go back and address from that tweet. Vince McMahon didn't retire. Not no. really, no. because retirement implies not not in the traditional way. Anyway, Repri- retirement implies uh, an implicit interest in doing so, right? That you want to do this thing, you he want to be out. done. Yeah. Vince was forced out. Absolutely, they they Vince Vince got the Nixon treatment. Basically, it was very much you're going to go one way or another. You can go now quietly, and we'll let you do it. And you're not coming on the show. You're not doing any of that. Or you can stick around and we can force you out and it'll be hugely embarrassing. And if there's one thing in the world that Vince McMahon doesn't want because he's clearly that kind of person, it's to be embarrassed. He'll do everything he can to control that. And this was the last ditch, last gasp, dying breath of somebody who is – the the foot is on his neck at this point. The boot is on his neck and there's no getting out of it. Um, I mean, he legitimately. Um, oh, go ahead. Before I cut you off. I, no, no, no. I was just going to say. Importantly, you said that about you know uh, Vince not doing that. What would he do? That is actually a question that keeps getting brought up. Um, it's been noted by people who who are close to him, which is not a lot of people uh, other than wrestlers, is that Vince doesn't have anything else. No, he has no hobbies. He no has wife. No interests. No friends outside of wrestling. People say, "Oh, well, he he likes to keep in shape. He's a fitness nut." Yeah. In his own like world of wrestling, he did that because of those things. He was around those people there. There is a legitimate question of what does he do now? Yeah, 
because how long everything else that he's ever tried has failed it's never worked he tried you know like we mentioned last week he tried the world bodybuilding thing he tried the xfl marriage he tried all this other (laughs) you know what really gets me about that too is i know that this this is all speculation rumor but his it's been mentioned a couple of times that uh he and linda are still married obviously legally we know if they weren't legally but they haven't been together for years that they they don't do anything together they're not even remotely around each other that it is purely one of those things for show well i'm a businessman yeah we were we were married and so we're going to maintain that um and there were even people using that to defend the the misconduct the the you know well you can't be having an affair if they're not really together dude that's not your life together that's not the point that's not the point i uh, so so many people one of course they're not together anymore because if linda mcmahon stood next to him through how many affairs that were both known and unknown and two you're really missing the fucking point on why this is a big deal it's not because vince mcmahon had an affair if vince mcmahon had an affair it's scummy of him and i'll talk about how scummy he is he is in here in a second but it's the fact that he used this power to you know put these women in this position he abused his power with people who were under him it is the the textbook definition of sexual misconduct in a workplace uh and then he has him sign an nda he pays him hush money i mean like i i don't see how you can defend Vince McMahon on this that is is such a misogynistic archaic thinking in some way that he is okay in doing what he did and i feel bad for linda mcmahon and i would i didn't think i'd say that because she's a trumpist and you know whatever right now but like it's embarrassing the whole family is embarrassed and yeah you say he was forced out it's important to note that he put out that tweet just what a day or two before the next part of that came out where it's not just that he paid money it's that he paid money from wwe's uh, pocketbook and then didn't report it and now they have to refile their earnings because of vince's Uh affairs the timing gets even better if you look at it even more closely he put it out on a friday Right around the time the market was getting ready to close. WWE stock jumped 8% at that point in time. On Monday when it reopened, only then did they start talking about how all this. That's when the the news dropped about specifically what had been done with that money. And they'd already gotten the bump. They already got the people to to buy into it. Not that they can't drop out now, but the timing was very, very critical. And and for him as a stockholder, oh yeah, (laughs) calculated down to the moment as, as a stockholder himself. Even that was calculated. Yeah, you can't convince me it wasn't, and it, it can't be surprising considering Vince McMahon. I mean, this what I said I was going to talk about how slimy he was. We've mentioned on the show a million times. This is a guy that has exploited women. He's degraded them. He's exploited his yeah. talent. You know, these wrestling. And I know Tony Khan is also guilty of it, but the whole independent contractor loopholes. I mean. The wrestling world yeah. is filled with such scummy people, and I think Vince McMahon was the worst of the worst. For all the good that he did in revolutionizing uh, the industry, and all the good that they did with Make-A-Wish, and he does have some good qualities. Hitler was a fantastic painter. You can be good in some <laughs> and aspects. And a vegetarian. Yeah, and awful in others, and Vince McMahon is an absolute monster. And I, I've said it for years, and I don't understand how anyone can defend him. Like, I, I'm not a huge AEW so, fan, but I like Tony Khan a hell of a lot more than I like Vince McMahon because Vince no. McMahon is a piece of shit. He used to be a piece of shit, and he still <laughs> and he is. still is, too. Yeah. That's the Mitch Edberg bit. So there's been a lot of talent reaction to this, too. There's one critical one I'll get to in a second, but um, most people who have, have bothered to say something, because they really honestly have, there's been a lot, but, but not maybe what you would expect. It feels like a lot of them are doing so candidly. Um, whether they work there or don't anymore, a lot of people have basically just said, "Hey, he was he was good to me. 
you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not commenting on, you know, things I don't know anything about. I'm just saying he was good to me. He built the business. I'll forever be grateful for that and leave it at that. They won't say much about it. Um, there has also been on air mention of it to a certain degree. Roman Reigns in a promo with uh, Theory on Monday said, your daddy's not here to protect you anymore. Huge pop. Uh, which, yeah, and Drew Chance of who's your daddy and daddy's boy. Uh, apparently Paul Heyman was corpsing in the corner like he was trying to cover his face laughing about that. You got to imagine Paul Heyman now working for the company that put him out of business very likely and very close to somebody who's very high up in that company now going to have some real clout and the guy who put him out of business is gone. That's got to be a little funny to him. Yeah. Um, but there, there, there are two, I think, kind of big ones coming out of this that were worth talking about. And I know you know what one of them is. I'm going to mention the other one first. Uh, CM Punk was doing some media for AEW. I, I don't know when exactly. Sometime over the last week. I just saw the video earlier. And was asked about Vince McMahon's retiring. And his response at first basically was just like, nothing changes. I don't think anything changes. You know, I think he'll probably still be in somebody's ear over there. He'll still be talking in the background, telling people what to do. You know, not much is going to change. And... They said, well, you know, but but he's he's gone. Like, you know, someday he's got to completely be gone. And and Punk kind of like sits. Oh, excuse me. I have hiccups. Uh, Punk sits and, and thinks about it for a minute. He says, you know, this is going to piss a lot of people off. But but here we go. And he uses the names Mercedes and, Tr Mercedes and Trinity. You know, obviously Sasha Banks and, and uh, Naomi. He says, didn't like what was happening in that company. And they walked out. And hours later on the show, they're called disappointments they say that they've let them all down and gosh darn it those girls just you know really made things bad and frustrating for us brock lesnar walks out of smackdown when he hears that vince mcmahon is retiring he comes back and we'll talk about that in a minute he comes back and does the show but he walks out and nobody goes on the air and says brock lesnar let us all down brock lesnar is a disappointment he said, you think that's not intrinsic to the way that that company was working when he was there? And I'll give Funk this because he's charismatic as all hell. He ends it with his cup of coffee and he goes, it's not my fucking problem, though. And just kind of goes off to the side. I read um, uh, Brian Alvarez was trying to defend that. And he was trying to make a point of why yeah. why Brock Lesnar leaving was different than uh, yeah. Naomi and Sasha. And I can't remember what he said. I didn't agree with it. Um, I, I thought it was pretty weird also that AJ Lee recently spoke so highly of WWE and, and everything, considering yep. everything that happened with Punk. Uh, but yeah, he, he's not wrong. I want the company to get better yep. now that it, it seems like it's less toxic. That's the big yes. thing is it's less toxic. And, I've and heard, hopefully that is the case. And hopefully it sticks. And, you know, you've also heard right. of all the people who have, you know, that left WWE recently, especially. You've heard the rumors that they have been like, man, if this had happened, I wouldn't have left. If, yeah. if Vincent had right. been gone, I wouldn't have jumped ship to AEW or, or whatever. Yeah. So, so many names, dude. Almost the entire Undisputed Era or Undisputed Elite now, I guess. Um, Keith Lee, Killer Cross, and Scarlet Bordeaux. Uh, who was the other one that I was just... I, I saw an image of earlier and I thought so that's much, another one that So much been. fucking talent. Yeah. So much talent. Johnny Gargano. Swerve, I mean, there are so many Strickland. guys... Or Strickland, Samoa uh, Joe, who, who was one of Triple H's oh biggest guy, William yeah. Regal. I mean, there's yeah. so who, who many just people. yeah were either cut or left because there was nothing left for them to do. NXT in particular was a big part of that. It was being dismantled and turned into NXT 2.0. And don't get me wrong, 2.0 does some things really well. It but has I, its I, moments. I just, 
it has its moments with HBK, you know, running things. I think, and and, and even he now is going to be probably less handcuffed than he was before. Um, but yeah, the 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 what ifs are going to be big. So to double back real quick to this Brock Lesnar thing, because we didn't actually explain what happened. So the day that the tweet comes out last Friday is the day of SmackDown, right? Brock Lesnar is at SmackDown. He's expected to do something. He'd been advertised for something, and I don't remember what it was exactly. The tweet comes out pretty quickly as we're reeling from that. It's it's um, oh, which one was it? It was one of those guys, Alvarez or somebody um, who who. Sean Ross Sapp, maybe, Sean Ross Sapp, who comes think, in and yeah. goes, says, uh, Lesnar's gone. Lesnar left. He yeah. walked out of SmackDown. Well, it was Kermit. Um, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that, that came up. I forgot about that. Yeah, because I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, he says he's gone. We're hearing reports that he used something, uh, a phrase to the effect of, if he's gone, I'm gone. So he's clearly talking about Vince, and he leaves. We hear nothing about it again until the end of SmackDown when he comes out and attacks Theory. And everyone goes, oh, well, I guess that was a load then, right? Somebody made something up. It was a nice little way to make it sound. But the longer it goes, the more it comes out. No, he did leave, but somebody talked him into coming back. He got talked into coming back somehow, and so he left the building for a long time. We don't know when he showed up, if it was before SmackDown went on the air, if it was five minutes before he went out of the curtain. Uh, but he did come back toward the end of the show. So what Shannon's referencing, there is uh, a verified insider on the the main wrestling subreddit r slash squared circle uh, who goes by the name like Kermit125 or something like that, some collection of numbers. Uh, this person has been, has been confirmed as someone who is backstage at WWE events in some form or fashion because everything they've ever mentioned has been verified. It comes to be true. It comes out to be the case. Uh, so they were one of the ones who had confirmed Brock Lesnar has left SmackDown and then didn't say anything about him coming back. In the wake of the show, as I'm reading through some threads, somebody goes, oh, man, he's he's finally broken. His streak is broken. Like, this guy's always been right for, for months now, and maybe he's been full of it this whole time, or maybe he doesn't know as much as we thought he did. And eventually, I don't remember if it was the guy himself or someone else who popped in and said, no, man, this was before we had gotten confirmation that Lesnar hadn't had, you know, left, but then came back and didn't just never leave at all. He said, let's, let's get real. Here's what happened. Vince McMahon is still a majority shareholder, a major stockholder in this company. Because he's upset because of Vince, because they're such good buddies, you can almost guarantee it went like this. Brock leaves, gets a call on his phone from Vince who says, hey, listen, I appreciate the sentiment, but if you tank the stock, I'm going to fuck you with a cactus. You better go back there and go out and do the job because you're going to screw us both if you don't. Um so, so that was that was very funny to me. I wonder the moment. <laughs> if, if Lesnar will stick around beyond this angle now because he's wrestling. I don't Reigns think so. At SummerSlam. This could be it. This could be. And they're well, they're already advertising it as their last match. Reigns is already <laughs> saying in promos and online and stuff. I'm not, and in character, it's I'm not wrestling this dude again. I'm tired of right. it. I'm not doing it. If I beat him this time, we're done. That's it. Um, and and I I think at one point in time Lesnar was going to win. I really do. I think at, at some point in time. The idea had been banding about that Lesnar was going to win, and and he might still, but this really changes everything. This is the one that makes me think, like you said, I think Lesnar at the very least is done for a long time. He yeah, does he not doesn't, have that relationship with Triple H. He doesn't need it's WWE. Vince. Yeah, he doesn't no, need WWE. He never did. He or, well, not in a long time anyway. Yeah, dude's dude's rich. I mean, you're going to see a lot of changes. Uh, even yes. Raw on Monday, even though it wasn't ridiculously different, it was. <laughs> it, it felt different. 
So I have something for that. So one of the big changes right out of the gate, the show starts with the Miz and Logan Paul brawling in the ring, right? When the cameras are rolling, all of a sudden those two were just beating the hell out of each other in the middle of the ring before anything. They didn't get entrances. There was no welcome to the show, whatever. And people said, Oh, this is, this is fresh. It's this different. is new. This yeah. is something we haven't seen before. And it is, but there was another reported reason for that. Um, word has it that, and, and to be fair, this is also a genius move, especially if it was Triple H's move, and I could see it being the case. WWE knew that Logan Paul was going to get booed, right? No matter how much they pitch him as a babyface, he's still going to get booed because he's still kind of an unlikable dick. Like, if they can ever get him to the Miz level of he's a face and a heel simultaneously because we like him for being that guy, it'll it'll be great. But they're not there yet. He's still just Logan Paul, that dickhead from the internet. Yeah. So they send him out. He gets booed. He has to get past that. He does the, the crowd work. They get the Miz out there, who, of course, the crowd hates more because he's very good at riling them up. And they don't turn the cameras on until they get the Logan Paul booze out of their system. Yeah. So that he looks like a megastar when the show starts because suddenly he's getting cheered for beating up the Miz. That is, on the one hand, it, it makes me angry in a way I cannot explain. I don't know why it bothers me, but it's also, I think it's just, it, it outsmarted me. Like, I don't like being outsmarted, and that's what it is. They outsmarted me. That's but, a good one. But then, you know, they had Miz <laughs> on it, or they had Logan Paul on at the end of the show, too, where he mentioned yeah. that Jake Paul was going to be there next week, and, like, crowd yeah. boos horribly. Because yes. if, if there's anyone <laughs> less likable than Logan Paul, it's Jake Paul. It's his brother. <laughs> And apparently, I, I didn't watch it, but uh, after the after the Miz laid him out, you heard the crowd chanting one more time. So, like, yeah, it's probably not going to work, WWE. It's, yeah. You're, you're going to have a hard time yep. turning this dude face. I, I imagine that's one of those things that Triple H inherited these, like, ah, crap. I, I got to do with what this, dude. I, what do I do with this? I wonder if he'd want to go to NXT. I make Sean deal with him. And, and you know, it kind of sucks for Logan Paul because it, it must be crazy to be a guy that is so rich and has such an audience, but apparently his audience hates him. They like yeah. to they like to hate fuck yeah. Logan Paul. They they subscribe it's, it's, to his channel. They buy his bullshit. <laughs> they go to his concerts just to boo him. Who goes to yeah. a concert just to boo somebody? Yeah. You know, it's very funny that uh, this is a guy who lives in the lap of luxury, has the nicest stuff, uh, has anything he ever wanted, and gets booed constantly. I think the the best comparison, especially in a in a WWE adjacent way, is the Jackass guys. The Jackass guys literally beat themselves to death with cactuses <laughs> left and right, and like. They're having a great time. They get cheered like crazy. <laughs> I, I don't understand. You've got Logan Paul. Logan Paul could be one of the greatest wrestling heels of all time. I mean that. He's, 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 already, he's already got the built-in hatred. He looks like a million dollars. He's a Are you going to say you don't understand wrestler. why they're trying to make him a face? I, Do no, you I, not remember why? No, I, I know why they're trying to make him a face. <laughs> I just, I don't agree with it. You know? I don't know why they would agree with it is really the question because he wanted it. I think we reported it on this show. He wanted it. He would only sign the contract. Well, that's why if they pushed him as a face yeah. after that first match at WrestleMania, they just, they wanted Logan Paul on the show because, yes. and I, again, I don't know if and this was a get him any way they can get it. Exactly. Getting him on the show is the most important thing. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him now that triple H is in charge. And I think the big thing I'm going to take away from this is, and, and, oh, by the way, the thing we hated in wrestling this week, mine 
now that we said we tied into it, mine was that Vince McMahon got away with it for so long. That Vince McMahon yes. got away with being yeah. such an awful person for so long. And the wrestling fans who are taking up for him right now saying, how could you How could you sell it? And, uh, Pat, uh, not Pat Patterson. Br- Gerald Briscoe said it too. Basically. Gerald Briscoe, yeah. It, it basically, like, this is the man that made wrestling. You wouldn't even have wrestling now. How can you, you know, in, how can you celebrate him leaving? It's easy because he was a sexual abuser and a, a monster. Yeah. Uh, it's very yeah. easy to celebrate him being gone. I can I can appreciate some things that a person has has Absolutely. done or been a part of Absolutely. without liking who they were. I can it's hard, but I could watch a Chris Benoit match if I had to, knowing you know, hey, this is a, this is an unrelated thing. This is yeah. not Chris Benoit, the horrible murdering person that he became. Yeah. Like his legacy is not. You want it to not be that, but there's no getting around, you know, some some version of that, right. and that's but really still, what this comes down to. But he's still a good wrestler. You can look at Chris Benoit and right. say, "Oh, he was a great wrestler," but he was also a murderer. You can look at Vince right. McMahon, and I'm and not going to celebrate him. Right. Yeah, look at Vince McMahon and say, "Did did Vince McMahon introduce wrestling to me at a young age? Of course he did. I was a WWF sure. guy. Hulk Hogan, yeah. you know, my, uh, Macho Man." Mr. Perfect, Big Boss Man, these guys, I love them, and and that's how I got into wrestling. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he is who he is, and as I got older and I understood, you know, basic human rights and emotions and shit like that, that you can go, Vince McMahon was awful. So don't fucking defend a sexual abusing piece of shit. I don't care. No, do you how really want to be that was. guy? Right. So, yeah. Is, is that really the hill you want to die on? Like, so that's my least favorite thing in wrestling this week is, is that he got away with it and that there are so many people that even to this day are still holding up his fucking flag and, and defending yeah. the piece of shit. Mine, mine was lesser. It was just kind of the CM Punk thing of, you know, the hypocrisy that comes with, and I know that, that people have tried to, they're not the same thing. And Brock came back and everything, but like, I re- it's one thing that I, I I guess I hate, but I'm also really hopeful for the future. It's one of those things that I hope changes as the Vince McMahon influence goes away. That pettiness just does not reign because that that was a petty move. I mean, we've said it a million times that whole the whole going after horrible. Sasha Banks and Naomi Absolutely on TV horrible. that was it was petty. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I don't care how mad you were. I don't care if you disagree with the way that they did it or what they did. I get you and I both have said, you know, I don't necessarily like the way that all of that went down. Um, I don't think everybody is completely innocent in this situation, but there was literally no need to go on TV and say that about it. And yeah, when you look at it through the lens of then Brock Lesnar does the same thing a couple of months later. And even though he comes back, no one ever goes into somebody's ear and goes, hey, better Better get Insult on him. him. I, I I hate it, but I also hope that that's indicative of we're not going to see that kind of dumb shit again. Like, well, that's not what's going to happen again. I truly believe that now that Vince is gone and Triple H is in charge, I could see Sasha Banks and Naomi coming back. Yeah. I really yeah, could. Same. And, and I, 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 I agree. I hope they do, because I think if Sasha yeah. goes to AEW, I think it would be good in short term, but long term, I don't think they have anything for her. She would just no. get lost in the sea of people that they've the refugees they picked up from yeah. WWE. Go back to WWE. I mean, let's look at let's look at Ruby uh, Soho, Ruby, Ruby Riot. I mean, Tony Storm. Don't get me wrong; she has been treated like a fairly big deal in AEW, but she's yet to win the big one. Yeah. and she's kind of being used there in a similar way that she was in WWE. She's the stepping stone. Yep. Beat her, and then you get to do something cool. Britt Baker gets to win that that tournament. Um, they just turned Anna Jay using her. Yeah. They turned her heel to team with Ty Conti again. So imagine if you're somebody like Ruby Soho and they make this huge deal that you got signed. You're the big star. Now yeah. you're the big guy. Vignettes yeah. leading up to your appearance. And then a couple of months later, now it's Tony storm. She's the big guy. And then now it's uh, Ember moon. Yeah. Now Athena, 
how many times they do this of here's the big thing and then a couple weeks later okay but now we got a new one it's like it's fucking mm-hmm. they got ADHD over there yeah they, they can't concentrate on one single thing it's ridiculous so I hope things change I think the wrestling landscape could change completely now that, that this has happened and I cannot stress enough you know the, 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 the king is dead long live the king the king of kings <laughs> Triple H. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's one more critical question coming out of this, and it's not immediately directly Will Vince McMahon die soon? But... <laughs> and I'm legitimate. Um, I'm being legitimate because now that he, yeah, if, if, he tr- if he truly has gone from wrestling, dude, he 77. Nothing, he's 77 years old. He has pretty much lost his entire livelihood. He has no wife. He has no, his kids probably hate him. Uh, he, he doesn't have his business. The dude is going to fucking live, hopefully live in obscurity. And I could see him dying in a couple of years because what else is there? Now that you, yeah. so many people, they go, they go, and I'm one of them. They push and push and push and go and go, and that's what keeps them alive. The moment you take away that, and I'm afraid of this happening to me with the show, with wrestling and all that. Once you take that stuff away, what do they have? I, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not going to come home and, and lay next to someone and, and hug them and say, I'm glad I have you in my life. I come home and I lay in my, my rocket bed, you know, while you sleep in a big bed with your <laughs> wife. On her. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, legitimately, like you said, Vince, Vince has built his entire, he, he may have built a lot of the wrestling world, but he also built himself into it. He yeah. didn't do it without, without sacrificing most everything else in his life, including yeah. in, in many ways, his marriage, mm-hmm. his family. I mean, his, his, his family, of course, in a lot of ways is thriving now, but, but it's them that are taking over and, and taking care of it. And really only, you know, the, the one. Yeah. Um, Shane's fucking gone. So, Oh, he's not. So that was another thing that Persona was kind of this yeah. week. Apparently, it was Vince who said he'll never get another pop in this company again uh, as long as I'm in charge. So now people are going, oh, well, now Shane can come back. He's I'm not. good. Yeah, I don't see Stephanie or yeah, I don't see Stephanie or Triple H either one clamoring for her brother to to get involved again, especially since he was the one oh. who like wanted to go over Brock Lesnar. Oh, he is and the maybe, greatest wrestler. Maybe Shane the fell off the hell in a cell too many times. Maybe he <laughs> needs to. <laughs> that boy needs to take a vacation, perhaps. No, the the question I was going to put out there was um, because this this is now kind of the next move is you know a while back ago the rumors were that WWE was considering selling. Um, that that Nick Khan had made mention in a kind of an offhand mention over a podcast or an interview or something like, "Hey, we're open for business," meaning like we're never totally out of the idea of selling. I think we all kind of agreed as long as Vince is there, that'll that'll probably never happen as long as he has some say. But now he's not, and if it's a smart business or financial decision to do so, I fully believe that the that collection of Stephanie Triple H and, and Nick Khan will will make that move. The real question really is not so much will they, um, because they, that's way too much speculation, but if they did, who to? I um, I want to say, before you give your answer, because I don't have an answer to this, so I'm going to hear your answer out. I have a few ideas. I, I want to say, though, that like um, temporarily, momentarily, right now, I don't think anyone is going to touch that company. So no, this would be moment. down the no, line. No, this won't yeah. happen for a while. They they are right. currently, I think the term is basically insolvent. So yeah. they have just lost a major, you know, figurehead of their company. Um, they're shuffling major positions so around. CEOs are splitting responsibilities. Legal troubles. Lots of controversy. Yeah, and, and clearly a lot of changes to come. Um, this is also, like, important for, for people who are... If if you're and I don't know who this would be, but if you're listening to this, going, "All right, it's time to start watching WWE again," I'm not saying you shouldn't temper your expectations. The real changes are going to take months, it's gonna take if time. not years, yeah. in a lot of ways, um, for for Triple H to fully wrest that creative control into his own hands and do something with it. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I mean, I have some suggestions mainly just because there was a, a um, I don't know what the term is. Somebody who who kind of understands like you know market moves and money moves and and big business moves, uh, entrepreneurial stuff like that. Who had broken it down for some site, and I don't have all their their breakdowns here, but I have the 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 possibilities that they mentioned. So the very first one, and I think they were kind of doing it in order of likelihood, was Comcast, uh, NBC, basically. Mm-hmm. So you know currently. Excuse me. The WWE Network is on Peacock. You know they they made that major move of making it not its own thing and integrating it with Peacock. Um, they could do it, but Comcast is is while they are a very large company, they're not maybe that large to purchase out the entire thing. Yeah. I, I I jumped the gun. Who were you going to say? I I don't have anybody. I could see down the line perhaps uh, NBC um, or maybe even Disney. And I know Disney is kind of I've, a really but like you got to think, man. Disney—they're buying up properties. They're not yeah. stupid. So, um, so the biggest thing on Disney's plate right now, and and the main reason they said it probably wouldn't be them—at least not anywhere in the near future—if um, WWE is looking to sell anytime soon—is that Disney has to finish out their full purchase of Hulu. They only own most of Hulu. They're trying to buy it all out, and they won't have that deal finished until early 2024. So it's going to be another year and change, maybe a couple of years before they they have that. That's going to cost them several billion. They have to handle Shit. that. Vince They're still kind of moving and paying <laughs> some other things. Um, I think Disney is the most interesting option to me personally, just because I would love to see what they would kind of do with that, um, especially now that they're getting more comfortable branching out of mm. just family friendly entertainment. I mean, they're they're you know. Uh, Marvel has announced they're doing a Daredevil series. They're going to pick up in a lot of ways where Netflix left off. It's going to be more mature. Deadpool is not going to get nerfed in that way. So WWE wouldn't necessarily have to, uh, you know, I guess now if they're going 14, TV 14, revert to PG. But I do think the Disney money machine behind them would be kind of interesting. I know it's terrifying from a, a, a Monopoly aspect, you know, but um, Fox was mentioned because, of course, so NBC is, is the main one, Comcast and NBC, because comcast owns usa as well that's where they're airing raw and have for so long um and then the the peacock thing fox of course has smackdown and could they just do a total buyout of wwe and just get all their programming and do it um they're i think one of the least likely options they just don't have the capital they just don't have the money for it um they're a big network but they fox has always been kind of the you know third or fourth tier behind nbc abc cbs and all of that Right, uh, and then the other one was kind of just a, a lump collection of, and, and you know, I know Disney is a, a streaming service for our purposes here, Disney Plus, but streaming services, Netflix, um, not Hulu, obviously, because that would be your Disney, but Netflix or like Amazon or Apple, you know, could one of them jump in and say, "We want it, we want the whole thing." Um, Amazon, I think it was Amazon and Apple. No, I'm sorry, Netflix and Apple have not really been interested in sports. Even though WWE is sports entertainment, they've not really jumped on the whole live event thing. Um, but Amazon has to some degree. And then there was a thought that Amazon could, could maybe, you know, grab them up. But even that to me is a dark. Amazon would be an interesting one. It would be an interesting one. I, I To me, again, personally, Disney, I think, is the most interesting because they really have that marketing machine for characters and stories um, I don't think they would be highlighting, you know, the old attitude era stuff all that often, but they could definitely use it as a fresh start. Vince is out. Uh, they're starting, you know, a new, a new WrestleMania, you know, whatever year it is that they, they jump in and take over. Oh, they also announced WrestleMania 40 will be in Philadelphia. I forgot about that unrelated, but, um, 
So yeah, I don't know. I, it's obviously not necessarily on the table, but if it was ever going to happen, now is a much more likely possibility than than it was, you know, a week ago, basically. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. Until until he sells it, I don't believe it. I just won't. Um, yeah. The important thing, though, and I think what we should leave him with, and we get out of here. We, I think we've we've rambled about it. Um, is that <laughs> Vince is gone. This is the best chance yes. WWE has had to start. Fresh. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Right, as long as he's actually dead, and this isn't just a, you know, oh, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, Triple H doesn't come in and go, hey Stephanie, I got a, I got a text from, uh, you know who about what to do for, you know, SmackDown tonight. <laughs> Your Triple H isn't bad, but I have to love that he also kind of sounds like Homer going, I yeah. think he's yeah. talking to you. <laughs> I think there's there's also some uh, there's also some, some overlap. Fucking, there's some Muppets in there too somewhere. I don't quite know where. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens until then we'll get out of here Uh, really quick let's recap the week so far thus far we had a quote unquote all new uh, after dark on Monday that we just forgot to post (laughs) last week we had a new episode. Of you got Curse a new of- show. Don't complain about it. Yeah, you know, it's new to you. <laughs> God damn it. We had a new curse right. of yesterday. Tomorrow we got an yeah, all new after dark. Please. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then Friday it's horse time. Tomorrow uh, is the the quotes one. The quotes that speak to you on a personal level. Shannon, what's that one about the steaks that you like so much? Oh, sloppy steaks. Yeah. Oh, you can slop them up. And they I can't. Pull- they can't make you. They can't stop you from ordering a glass of water and just doing it right there at the table. <laughs> It should be an interesting show. All right. So yes. that's, that's yep. tomorrow. We're going to get out of here. For myself and for Double H, Do it. Uh, we'll check you guys out tomorrow. Make sure you check out Nerdiest Part of the Ring tomorrow as ASN Dalton. I'm sure we'll have a all-new, all-different take on the Vince McMahon story. Mm-hmm. Also want to mention our good friend Kevin Huntsberger over there at My123 Cents did a special episode about it. Please go check that out as well. All right. Until then, my friends, we'll see you tomorrow. Hunter, take us out. You're fired. Later. <laughs>